Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Renata Bernardi, the host of the Job Hunting Podcast. And in this podcast, I give you tips, advice, and interview experts to help you nail your next job and have the career you want. In this episode, we will focus on seven habits you must create, not only to help you find your next job, but also for you to have a great um, career, great confidence, and great success. I really strongly believe that this is a great podcast for you to listen to whatever um, time you are and phase you are in your career right now. Together with the episodes 12 and 13, this episode... um, Yeah, this is 14, you're right. (laughs) This episode is a companion to my 31 days of actions to reset your career. This is a project that I've created to help professionals make the most out of the month of January and take one day at a time in creating new habits and taking actions that will have a positive effect in your career advancement and job hunting prospects. This can be used throughout your career um, and throughout the year. It's not a January-only strategy. It's really an opportunity for you to press the reset button whenever you feel um, you're ready and incorporate these actions in your life or at least give these actions a go. If you want to follow the second half of the project in this day-by-day format, Follow me on my Instagram account, my Facebook page, or my company LinkedIn page. I will leave the links on the show in the show notes for you, and you can then click on the link and see um, any of these platforms, whichever is easiest for you. Um, so, in the latest episode, number thirteen, the six powerful ways to set yourself up for career success in twenty twenty. It was massive. (laughs) This was the longest episode so far that I've done. And I'm proud to say I did it without a single edit. I mean, this my podcast is not polished in any way. I don't want it to be. I want it to be a conversation um, and I don't want it to look too fancy or polished, which is fine because it's easier for me to uh, do it whenever I feel like and I feel most inspired as well and upload it promptly. I don't have to do a lot of editing. But it goes to show that, you know, I'm I'm not saying I'm, you know, a, a wonderful podcast host. You know, this podcast is only two months old. But it goes to show that it, it takes a baker's dozen, doesn't it, to get something um Uh, nailed to nail a new habit and to do something in a good way and feel good about it and I'm feeling like I'm getting stronger at this podcast thing and and I think that this is a good um, it's a good example for job hunters out there to use when they're going out for interviews I always say this you know you have to give interviews a go even if the um, job that you've applied for and are being interviewed for is not your perfect job you need to get that experience of being interviewed and there's nothing like the real thing it's okay to do mock-ups and practice and on your own or with somebody you trust but to be in that situation and the adaptation that you need to have with the cortisols and all the stress levels that are going Going through your body it's really important so yeah just a little bit of a side note there from me 
But before we go into those seven habits, um, a reminder about this podcast's pledge to the recovery efforts in Australia. If you are listening from Australia and listening around about now, I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. I hope you're indoors. I'm in Melbourne and the pollution here is ridiculous. It rained all day and night yesterday but still the pollution level is so severe i can't open my windows and i'm not near the fires and i've had no sort of um, horrible experience in any way shape or form but you probably can tell from my voice that i'm struggling with my throat my eyes are very irritated as well and it's all due to the pollution but we have a pledge. I'm based in Australia and the we've, we're experiencing unprecedented fire dest- destruction here in my country. And in my previous episode, I told you my story about arriving in Australia during the fire season back in 2001 and how scary it was for me. Uh, this season, the horror is... Um, in how prolonged uh, it has been, how out of control it has been, and how early the fire season started. It started back in September, which is uh, uncommon in Australia. People have lost their homes, our bushland has burned, millions of animals have been lost, um, and uh, at the time of the recording, we've lost 28 lives, which is really, really unfortunate, really sad. Um, We are all doing our bit to help here and also overseas and we have pledged to support the recovering efforts. So if you are keen to be engaged and and support, um, give us a five star rating on iTunes, um, write a review and uh, for each of those that are done during summer. I'll be donating. I'll be donating for downloads of episodes. So really um, keen to get everybody that is listening involved. Let's get the ball rolling and click on the links in the show notes to find where you can do the reviews on iTunes and ranking on iTunes, which really helps me and helps this podcast as well. Let's talk about the seven must-do actions for job hunters so that they can, you can, start creating good habits for career success. Number one, go for a 30-minute walk before or after work. You see, my goal is to get you reaching your career goals. So why am I verging into health and well-being? It's because actions, behaviors, and the choice we make are not isolated. They work alongside each other. The truth is, I'm not trying to get you anything but a new job or a career advancement opportunity. And still, I believe that going for 30-minute walks should be part of your strategy to reach that career goal. Why? First of all, it resets your mind. If If you've been sitting all day or will be sitting all day if you're doing this at the start of the uh, day, you need a breather. You need to um, take time time out. It gives you an opportunity to rest from work and from worries. While you're walking, listen to a fun podcast, listen to music, call a friend or meditate. Just take time out from your concerns about your career and your job job hunting pursuits. It also gives you an opportunity to review your plans and make new ones. If you're sitting down and you're um, in the thick of it, um, sometimes we need to take a step back, time out, 
and while you're walking you might sort of get a better perspective on everything that you're doing listen to your sector or professional development podcast for example and think about your achievements for the day or what you plan to achieve um, in next day or so on so this should be a special time for you this this walk and use it well okay my situation at the moment is that I haven't been doing that because of the pollution and I am um, very sensitive to uh, pollution. I know this because I used to live in Sao Paulo in Brazil <laughs> and I remember feeling quite unwell at times because it's so polluted in Sao Paulo as well. So I haven't been going for walks outside and uh, I can, even though I've I'm very healthy, I feel less productive and I feel like I'm not working, doing my best. I'm not nearly at my best because of that lack of exercise and mostly because of, you know, I'm so used to going out for walks early in the day and I haven't been able to do that for weeks now and I feel that it's really severely impacting on my well-being. So there you go. That's a good example there for you. Number two, post an article on LinkedIn aligned with your expertise. Now, if you're following the 31 days of actions to reset your career, back in day seven, I suggested that you should like 10 LinkedIn posts and comment on two. That's also on the number 13 podcast, by the way. Remember also that on day six, I suggested you should get Google Alerts for articles about your sector, career expertise, and for you to, you know, continuously learn about um, your sector. And again, that's also available on the previous episode. So by now, if you're following those steps, you are listening to podcasts, which may also provide you um, sector specific content, and you have compiled, amalgamated this great amount of, of information. You also have your LinkedIn profile uh, done right. You have a great photo. These are all steps in the 31 days of um, action to reset your career. Well, I guess you can see how this is all coming together, right? So my intention is to provide step-by-step -step support and I do this freely on my social media channels on this podcast and then I also take things a step further with my clients. What you can do now is that you are ready to start networking online and sharing some of that knowledge with your network. You have it all together. You are ready to start amplifying your reach. And the idea of the taking it step by step with the 31 days project was to um, um, uh, in increase your confidence levels and your knowledge levels so that you can now reach out and start posting on LinkedIn, which I think is a very important career advancement strategy for you. So find a great article you have read recently um, about your sector, professional interest of yours, and share it on LinkedIn. Add your own words, a couple of sentences to explain why you're sharing this article and why it's, it's great for others to read. Add some hashtags to make your post reach out to those who are interested in the topic of this article. LinkedIn is great at providing good hashtags. So when you click on hashtag, 
and you start typing the word, let's say hashtag innovation, it will automatically give you the innovation hashtag and other related hashtags as well. You choose two or three, that's all you need, and you can add those to your post. And once you do post, watch out for comments. The whole idea of you posting is for you to increase your reach and amplify your network. If someone makes a comment, you reply back. Don't leave the comment just hanging there. For every comment that you get, you should establish a connection and write a sentence or, or two or even more um, to interact with that person. They are interested in what you posted. They're interested in you and you should um, uh, connect with them. And look, if no one comments, you shouldn't feel bad. Establish a routine of posting every week and you will learn how to establish better connections with people. You will get better at posting and your network will understand the shift in your LinkedIn strategy and start engaging more over time with you. So don't be reluctant to start posting on LinkedIn. It is really a great way to get noticed by people who can directly hire you or can advocate for you. And just on a side note about this, my very first article on LinkedIn, I wrote back in 2016 and it was an absolute success. I I cannot believe how big it's been and, and it's a complete fluke and I'm not um, saying things I have shared um, and reposted, I'm saying an article that I wrote myself and that article has reached I think 40,000 downloads and views um, so far. It's just crazy. It's really uh, a very, it's still very popular. I haven't written that many articles. I possibly have about 10 um, since that time. And the reason why I haven't uh, written many articles recently is because something has changed in the LinkedIn algorithm and my posts get hundreds of views, sometimes thousands of views. But my articles get very little and I have already contacted LinkedIn and explained to them and I've checked with a couple of other people and it's happening to them as well. So at this point in time, I don't think until they fix the algorithm and I'll let you know if you follow me for sure. Um, and um, until they, they, they're looking into it, uh, but they change algorithms all the time and they um, did something whereas uh, articles from people like me who have you know thousands of net of people connected not hundreds of thousands of people connected are not uh, performing very well um, so we'll keep an eye on that and see how how it progresses number three connect with all your professional connections on linkedin so we are in constant transition and having to rethink how we actually keep tabs on with technology and what is the simplest possible way to do things this way. I'm old enough to remember having the good old address book <laughs> next to my um, phone and then I had a, a Rolodex which I you know felt so fancy uh, sitting on my desk and then I, I ended up with three Rolodexes and in fact I still have loads and loads of business cards and I don't know why I need to sort of go through them and throw them away. 
But now we have contacts in our email providers. And if you have a great email provider, like um, not Gmail, well, possibly Gmail, I, I have Outlook. Um, those um, will automatically go into your contact list and then it syncs to your phone and it's all very, very easy. And if your phone is super smart, they will even capture what's missing out of your contacts, like phone numbers. And if the person rings, the phone recognizes it anyway. It's all very good. That's really important to have these days for your own sanity. So if you don't have this automation within your um, email account, um, make sure that you, you figure out how to do that. It's worth investing some of your time to get it working for you, right? Then you have the LinkedIn network. All the connections you have made on this platform, they are instrumental for your career. So if there are important connections that are sitting in your contact list, um, that are sitting in your business cards um, in, inside a drawer, which are not yet linked to your LinkedIn, use a, a weekend and send them a connection invitation. Let's get all of the ducks in a row and make sure that everything is connected and intersected. This is a, a good task for a boring day and when you don't want to do too much thinking, but it will certainly help you make sure that everybody that has been important in your career, um, people that are um, going to possibly help you find a future job, is connected to you on LinkedIn. Um, people often ask me if they should have business cards, uh, my clients. I usually do recommend my clients to have business cards. If you're going to a career fair or if you're going um, to events, um, it, it, it helps, it's fast. You can get your business card in front of somebody very quickly and usually, look, if they don't want to take it home, they will take a photo. Um, many people get my card, take a photo with their CamCard app. If you don't have that app, I'll leave a link on the episode show notes and they return it back to me or they keep my card because my card is wonderful. It feels good. If you're going to invest in a card, don't you don't have to have many. Just get 50 or so good quality um, paper business cards and keep some in your um, wallet. And the other thing that uh, LinkedIn has now, and you probably know this, you can scan people's LinkedIn profiles. There's a, a little box uh, next to the search box on your LinkedIn app, or if you use your phone, and it will open up a, a scanner and scan somebody's LinkedIn profile and you can connect them straight away. Those things are good. Sometimes it's hard because you want to talk to per a person and look them in the eye and all of a sudden you're both sort of looking down on your phone and trying to find this app. It kind of annoys me a little bit. I prefer to just pull out a, a card and give my card to the person. So I recommend having business cards. All right, number four. Envision what your career might be like and write it down. Now, writing down your goals and dreams is really important. It helps clarify your dreams, what you want to achieve. It motivates you to take action. Doing this brain dump exercise will clear your head, clear all the noise and confusion of your thoughts. You know, you have a tendency to um, overthink um, things and 
I think this is a great task to do on a Sunday evening, for example. You will start your week with a huge weight off your back and a newfound inspiration to put your plans into action. And I think this is something that can be done regularly. And if you need any help developing um, these habits, um, contact me, write, write to me, write a message and let's work it out together. Okay. Follow number five, follow three people on LinkedIn with profiles and careers you admire. Now, this is a pet peeve of mine and I want to address it here. There is a difference between following and connecting on LinkedIn. You should connect with people you know. You should follow people you don't know, but you want to see what they post and want their posts to show up on your feed. Okay, so this is how it works. Following is important because it allows you to A, have the LinkedIn feed of posts coming through to you and you know these are top leaders in your profession these are people that you look up to and but you don't know them so you follow them you can follow recruiters and headhunters without adding them as connections so as you if you know me if you've worked with me I always advise people not to connect with headhunters and recruiters it's too much of a red flag. It shows people that you're looking or you've looked before and these are all the recruiters you've worked with. It's not good. Follow them and it doesn't show as a connection on your LinkedIn public profile. Follow companies that you are interested in. Okay, so this is also a, a good use of the following um, mechanism on LinkedIn. Sometimes people follow when they should connect. This is really weird, but I always think it's strange when people meet me and they, you know, get to know me. And the next thing I know, they're following me. I would much rather they connect with me. This is a great opportunity for you to connect with someone. If you've met them, you've been interviewed, if, if I'm doing a um, sort of a more um, small talk to a small group of people, like I did recently at one of the universities, there, there were possibly 20, 30 students in the room. I feel like I've connected with all of them personally. You don't need to follow me. You can connect with me. If you went to a conference or an event and saw somebody, a senior leader speak and it inspired you, you can write to them on LinkedIn, explain how much you enjoy their speech and presentation and invite them to connect. That's perfectly fine. So I went to a conference with a colleague. She was a, a junior member of our team and she was really, um, really interesting and um, very smart. And one of our Australian CEOs was speaking at this conference and she immediately wrote to him on on LinkedIn, sent a message and said how much she liked that speech. That speech is a, an excellent speech. I usually go back to it and it was on the news. It was quite famous and he connected with her. And I think that that's a good way for you to connect, not follow somebody that you admire and you, you build a personal um, connection with them. But sometimes people connect when in fact they should follow. If you have never met a person, you should follow that person. Even if you share 100 connections with someone, 
you should follow that person. You don't, you know, people sometimes assume that because they have many connections in common that it's okay to connect. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I think it's okay for you to follow somebody. You can see that that person is within your circle of um, connections. That's fine. Follow them and see how they're, you know, they're going. If there's something specific that you want to do, um, uh, with that person, you know, and have a coffee and feel that because you share so many connections that you um, might want to touch base with them, then that's a different story. Then write to them and say, look, I can see your friends with X, Y and Z. At this point in time, I am interested in understanding more this topic or this career or um, connect with your organization that you work. Do you, you know, do you have time for a coffee? And and that's a good way of doing it, but you have to do it properly. If you heard somebody speak at a conference like my friend did, but you haven't met them, you haven't met, sent them a message complimenting them and you've built no connection at all with them, don't follow, don't connect with them. You can follow them. <laughs> I hope this is clear now. And if you have any questions, please send me a message because this is what I call corporate etiquette uh, and, and LinkedIn etiquette is, is really important for you to always showcase your best um, when you're networking on LinkedIn. Number six, download a list of action verbs and keep it easy access. Now, I have to admit that this is, of course, one of the actions from the 31 days of um, actions to reset your career. And I created a list of action verbs and I forgot to attach to the post. I only realized it today when I'm recording this podcast. I'm like, oops, I forgot to do it. Um, so I will make sure I add the link to the show notes because there are lots of great uh, lists out there. But I, f I find that I've always had two or three lists for me because they're not all... Uh, comprehensive enough. So what I've done is I've just collated as many of the action verbs that I could find under different headings. And I, I think that my list is very comprehensive. If you have that list, you don't need any other. So I will um, add the, li the link to, um, to this show notes and also send to my subscribers, of course. So if you're subscribed to my newsletter, you will get it in the newsletter. Okay, so action verbs, what are they? They are verbs that clearly demonstrate an action. Opposite of action verbs are linking being verbs. So see the difference below. First sentence, I am a general manager. The verb being is, is used. Second sentence, I manage a team of 15 professional staff. That's an action verb. It's much more powerful if you add action verbs to your cover letters, resumes, and any communication that you're having uh, with recruiters. Employers like to see action verbs in, in your resume. And I'd extend that, like I said, not only to resume, but to every communication that you do for your job hunting. In a limited amount of real estate, you action verbs, they pack more information. They maximize the impact that you make. Note the difference of the two statements that I'm going to say now. Number one, I worked in fundraising for 10 years. Number two, I created a fundraising campaign that generated 
$350,000 in donations during 2019. That's way more interesting for a recruiter to read than the previous sentence. It has two action verbs, created, generated, and it shows what you've achieved. As you can see, action verbs are strong action words that help you define your experience, skills, and career accomplishments. If you don't use them to explain your career, you're not emphasizing your strengths well enough. Recruiters prefer action verbs and their top um, uh, action verbs that they prefer are achieved, improved, trained, mentored, managed, and created. But if you only use these uh, verbs, you're going to be missing out. So download my list because it has several and it has them um, organized, not alphabetically, they're organized by topic. Um, so if you're going to describe that you've managed a project or if you're going to describe that you're good at sales, there's a list of action verbs under each of those. So what you need to do is to keep that list of action verbs always close to you and easy to access. Go through your resume and replace the boring verbs with action verbs. Be mindful of future communication and continue to strive and use action verbs whenever possible. Number five, last one. Read a career development article or blog. There is so much noise these days, so much distraction, it's easy to spend time with things that add nothing to our lives, well-being and knowledge. It's not so much that we spend too much time on our phones, it's that we do it and then we can't even remember what we were looking at. So have the right triggers in place to help you use that time well. Find great podcasts to listen that are easy for you to just, you know, with a few taps, you can access them. Download good apps to have on your phone, like meditation apps or news apps, um, and access those news and articles that add value to your life. Every time you need a break from whatever you're doing, you're going to reach out to your phone. You might as well use it properly. You can even learn a new few foreign words, um, a new recipe, update your knowledge on your favorite topic while you're driving or walking or cooking. You know, I think I, I'm a big fan of mobile phones. <laughs> I'm not one of those that thinks, oh, you know, it's destroying my life. And I think it's because I have so many uh, good uses for it. And, and I think we need to be mindful of that. So reading career-related articles is a must for professionals going through career transitions who are job searching at the moment and thinking and strategizing about their next steps. Now, I am sometimes horrified with articles that I read that I think, oh, wow, this is terrible advice. <laughs> but even then, I think it's better for us to read even if we have a critical view about it but read these articles because more often than not you will have great ideas when you're reading them it will inspire you it will give you new strategies and actions to use but me be read them with a critical eye because i'm so um, concerned about what i find sometimes on the internet i have created a newsletter 
that I, that I send out weekly to my subscribers with this podcast, you know, the, the new episode every week, plus a list of articles that I've curated, I've read, I <laughs> give my stamp of approval and I think they will really add value to somebody who is aspirational for their careers and, um, and I send them out with the newsletter. So that's a good way of making sure that you're not spending too much time browsing the web looking for things. Um, so if you're interested, um, you will find a subscribe button for my newsletter on the episode show notes as well. All right, so um, that's it for now. I hope that you've enjoyed these seven actions to um, create great habits for your career. And I hope that you give it a five-star review on iTunes if you can and follow the newsletter. And I hope to talk to you again next week. Until then, bye for now.